Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Nico Simco on. I went actually went to school with a guy last name was Simco, um, and uh, he's with a firm called Claire. And we're going to get into his business and learn a little bit about it. And so let's start with that. Nico, would you do us a favor and introduce both yourself and Claire? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Will. Um, Fun fact, you're the first person to tell me that you know another Simcoe. It's a pretty rare name. But, it is a um, rare name. David Simcoe <laughs> in the colony, Texas. You've got a, you've, you've got a relative somewhere in Texas. <laughs> we, we might have to connect offline <laughs> at some point about this. Uh, well, Will, again, thank you so much for, for having me. Nico Simcoe here. Uh, I am originally uh, Swiss and uh, Argentine. And uh, uh, came to the U.S., I think, as many internationals for college and then uh, stuck around. Um, so that's my personal background. Um, and then would it be useful for me to already start talking about Claire or should we oh, absolutely. Slower? What's best? No, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's jump into Claire. Practitioners always want to know, what does it do? What's the problem? What's the solution? How yeah. is it unique? Yeah. Fantastic. So Claire was basically built out of a frustration that I had when... I got paid as an hourly worker in college. I used to be an economics tutor. And uh, for anybody who's been an hourly worker, it's such a mess to get paid. It's usually on a, it's not instant. It's you get paid two weeks after your paycheck, if you're lucky. Usually they start processing it two, week out, two weeks out. Then in my case, they were then mailing a check to me, to my dorm, which was across the street from where I worked. And I kind of like, you know, being an international person, I was like, why, why is this even a thing? Uh, and I kind of always had that in the back of my mind saying, this is a big problem that we could solve. And so uh, this is the fun story. And then, you know, four years out of uh, college, I always had it out of, of, of uh, you know, in my mind. And, uh, and at some point I saw the way Uber drivers were getting paid, which is they finished a ride and cling, they got a notification that some money is available. And I was like, okay, guys, uh, this is the future. Um, and, and basically I set out to build a company um, that enables any American uh, to get access to their paycheck as soon as they clock out of work for free and instantly. Um, it's a very bold and big uh, dream. We can talk about why it's hard, why you know others have semi-succeeded at it, but there's still no really good solution for that. But, um, but yeah, that's the story of Claire. We're New York-based. Uh, we were founded in 2019, uh, and uh, we raised uh, $19.5 million in funding. And right now we're focused solely on hourly. We can go industry to industry, but we're if you're an hourly worker, is there is there plans to do corporate as well, salaried employees as well? Yes, absolutely. Salaried employees, uh, we actually have some of them as well. Uh, okay. We also have gig workers, uh, yep. so you know people who kick platforms who don't have the power of Uber in order to build their own financial services. We enable them to do that. So why has it? failed up until now like what and again i don't want the secret sauce or anything but why yeah. why do you think of, why do you think it's failed i'm sure other folks have tried right but what do you think's been the kind of the failure points for why this hadn't been done up until now yes absolutely so there's there's two components um actually there's three 
Um, the first one is uh, what I would call the economics. Um, the second one is uh, the technology. And uh, the third one is the public policy around it. Um, so let's start with economics. Uh, there are two ways to give people access to their wages in real time. Um, up until we showed up. The first one is um, you go to a payday lender. The payday lender doesn't know if you've clocked in your hours or not. So it charges you a big fee, hoping you get the money back. And most people don't pay back. So you kind of are paying for those who are not paying back the money. And there's some digital platforms who offer that. Uh, typically, they have 5 to $10 fees associated with it, which if you do the effective APR is the same thing as, uh, you know, as a payday loan. Um, there's a second type now, which go through the employer. Um, the beauty of going through the employer is you do have to clock in and clock out data. But the problem is paying people in real time for the employer is a nice to have. It's not... It's, it's part of a benefit that they could offer. And so really scaling on that distribution is, uh, is, is, is feasible to a level because the mom and pop shop is it's probably at the bottom of their, of their need list. So when I speak about the first term, which is economics, is the first one, you have to charge a lot. The second one is it's not really a scalable business in the long run, meaning you know really building, building a, an enduring company is tough. The, the second one is on the technology. Um, we live now in a world where it's much easier to build financial services. And what I mean financial services is uh, digital banking solutions on top of FDIC insured banks. Um, and everything is not you know, anymore driven by uh, mainframe architecture. Things are built in the cloud, as well as uh, a lot of time and attendance and HR partners are willing to work via APIs. Uh, and so the technology has really evolved, I think, especially on the time and attendance uh, side and scheduling side, where um, you know, mobile has started really kicking off in 2010, and then since then has been growing. And, um, and this is incredible, because when you start having a direct relationship that is interactive with employees, you can stack up new products. So this is the right time for them now to start thinking in terms of technology, what's next. And then finally, it's public policy. Um, there has been, I think, a push, rightfully so, uh, by regulators to say, wait a second, uh, you know, providers, if you guys are charging $5 fee for a $100 advance seven days before your paycheck, that is basically a 365% APR. So regulators in multiple states are saying, hey, you know, slow down, like we want to look at this, um, which I think is great for the consumer. And so we were, I think, the, one of the first ones, the first one to say, hey, we're going to build this completely for free for employees because we know we're going to give them better financial services than anybody else. So we'll monetize on that instead of monetizing on charging them fees. So economics, technology, and public policy are the drivers. The one thing I want to just ask your, uh, your advice on is when I, when I look at the economics, I, I see float with employers, yeah. right? They're, they're using that money and, uh, and then holding that money and possibly gaining interest on that money until they then have to pay it out. And that's probably a jaded or maybe even a paranoid way of looking at things. Is that a part of kind of what you're seeing on the economic side? Uh, absolutely. Um, there are, you know, providers who give earned wage access, uh, like payroll providers, uh, right. but who require the, the, the employer, the manager, the business to actually pay the money instant, you know, instantly to employees, which is not feasible. If you think you're a restaurant, right. you right. get paid buy the credit cards that the customers paid with two days later. So you cannot pay your employees right now and get your money back two days later. So it's just, there is some limit to what's possible. So that's why the way we function is uh, we actually are the ones advancing the capital 
on behalf of the of the employer. So for some employers, it's even better because they sometimes hesitate between a weekly pay cycle, or bi-weekly pay cycle. We help them give the benefit of instant pay with also the ability to keep as much capital as necessary during the two weeks. I love that. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. So first thing uh, is, who do we sell to right now? Who's Claire when you go into a deal? Are you, are you going into procurement, finance, ops, HR? Um, yeah. Where's your kind of best inroad for Claire? Yeah. So this is, this goes all the way to the top, to the board, uh, to, this, to the C-suite, to the CEO. And, 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 and let me explain why this is great, but also difficult. Um, <laughs> usually, you, usually uh, for us, if we usually really do a good job at selling our product, when we meet with a workforce management scheduling time and attendance payroll provider who's asking themselves what's next, uh, whether they're a high growth VC backed business or they're a very stable, you know, 50 year old plus uh, uh, provider, there is a phase in their development where mon- most of the low hanging fruits have been, um, have been already, you know, caught. And now they're thinking about how do I win? And, and that usually we sit down with them and we talk about why it is that fintech and HR tech is the new wave in innovation and that multiple people are thinking about it, few are already acting on it. But if they want to be ahead of the curve, especially as McDonald's is paying $50 for, you know, associates to just come and have an interview, paying people in real time is really something that, that, that moves the needle. So to answer your question briefly, it's a highly strategic question that needs to come from the top. So I can see this being a tool for both engagement of employees where a company has changed in philosophy. Um, you know, we've just been, you know, we're going technically still going through COVID, but we've learned how to work differently. And now we can kind of think about how to pay differently. But you're right, it's a strategic decision. But I could see this being a, mecha- a one mechanism to help retain employees, and re- retain talent. I can also see it being as a mechanism to help recruit talent, you know, in job postings and on job ads saying, you know, we have Claire, you can get paid you know, daily or, you know, whatever the bid is, you can get paid in a different way. We're not living in the 20th century or the 18th century or whatever. We have a different, different way of looking at paying and, and, and compensation in general. Have you had those types of discussions with, as you get to HR and TA and, and it may, you know, maybe even a higher level, or have you had those types of discussions with folks? Absolutely. I think you're hitting the nail on the head here. Um, there's a f- few fun things that I'm seeing in the streets even right now. There's uh, there's a restaurant chain that is trying desperately to hire. Um, restaurants mm. have a hard time to hire these days. Uh, and and they just put a huge poster saying, come work for us, we pay you in real time. Um, and so this is how as key as it is. There's another partner who does um, who works with nurses. Uh, and if you go on the front on their website, um, the second bullet is you will get paid immediately here. Um, I love that. And, 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 and this is, you know, for some people, it's, it's not clear why, because some are saying, well, you know, it's, people should budget better. But the truth is, is that most Americans work paycheck to paycheck. And so right. it's just about their ability to budget better. It's just things happen. Price of yeah. gas goes up or uh, they have an unexpected medical expense. And, That's right. you know, they don't really have access to any credit. And so 
60% of Americans at some point go and ask their manager, can I get a wage advance? So this is already something that's happening. There's just not good services out there. Yeah. And it's, again, there's kind of a moral and ethical thing that's being levied against people. And it's like, listen, if they've done the work, it's their money. <laughs> like, like I know that historically, I mean, I used to laugh at people when they would talk to me about terms like net, net 15, net 30, net, net, net 60 or whatever. And I'd like, does that work in a grocery store? Like that a whole concept that you have, like you, you go through and then you just get to the checkout and go, you know what? In 60 days, I'll pay you for these things. No, it doesn't work. Like you pay them for the stuff that you're about to buy. Um, exactly. I noticed that you, you mentioned at the beginning that you inside the U S um, and so I don't know if that was purposeful or not, but I did want to ask you, are we, are we still, are we looking at the four corners of the U S are we, are we, if not now, are we thinking about outside of the U S Oh, yes. Um, there's 400 million people in Latin America who don't have access to banking services, yep. period. Right. Uh, in, in, in Europe, there are still many employees who are paid on a monthly pay cycle. Um, they are, uh, it's even harder to get access to credit cards in certain parts of the world. Um, ultimately, and this is really core to the mission of Claire, is we never ever charge people for wage advances. Uh, and so we are always optimizing their ability to save because that fits our business model, but also giving them the ability to have uh, money uh, in case something happens. I would say this really proves the point for why there is uh, an enormous opportunity not to go only in the US, but also abroad. So tell me a little bit more about that, the, that helping them and assisting them, because you know we're not I, I, I'm not sure how your schooling was, but here in the, in the you know, U.S., you know, we weren't turned, taught personal finance, if not at home by our parents or whatever. It's not like we're in, we didn't go through middle school or high school and have classes that taught us those things, how to save, how to get how to have great credit, you know, things that we probably should have been taught, A, uh, but, but we weren't. But I, I really kind of keyed in on, on something you said about helping them save or giving them some tools and resources in which they can do a better job of saving. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I think what's happening in the U.S. is the case all around the world. Um, you know, there's some people say, uh, you know, in school, in middle school and high school, you can learn, what is it, microbiology and geometry, which I really liked, uh, yeah. but nobody really helps you save and understand how taxes work and how what a 401k is. I think most of everybody in the U.S., unless they had, extremely good parents, uh, you know, went to their first job and they said, you want to sign up for a 401k? And they think, well, is that the 404 error we get on pages? I mean, a lot of people are just really confused, you know, from day one. And so what we what we see here is, we, we see it a little bit with um, great power comes great responsibility, which is we offer something very simple and the people we think are going to be wanting to sign up for. Um, and we see it every day uh, with a number of, of people who sign up for our platform by telling them, hey, come here and get paid whenever you want. You know, like you will be notified that your money is available, withdraw it for free instantaneously into a cart where you can spend. Um, but then we know that, that that really is attractive, but that gives us the importance for helping people save. So we ask them how much they want to be automatically saving every month. We also give them savings tools in order to determine, um, uh, you know, how much their rent is going to be or any bills um, so that they can plan for that. So at the end of the month, if they withdraw money early, they're still going to have enough to pay rent. 
Um, and then for gig, you know, gig workers, we don't offer it directly, but some of our partners do. We help them prepare for the 1099 filings. Uh, it's actually a lot of work to file uh, for, for, for your own taxes. And a lot of people just cannot afford you know, accountants. And there is software online to do it, but why couldn't your bank do it since they already have all the data or at least portion of the data? Uh, so that's where I'm going with like, you know, helping people the, understand their finances. Yeah. And again, you're doing, it's a, you know, it's a cap, it's a capitalist play, but you're also doing something to help people. Right. So there, I mean, you know, let's, let's, I love that. I love when you can kind of blend the two together. Um, I want to ask a, uh, buying questions that you get asked pretty much every day like when people see claire they've heard of claire and maybe they've demoed claire like what are the typical questions folks ask you there's there's a few typically is like where's the trick um <laughs> because they're like okay so you're advancing money i don't have to pay anything the employers don't pay anything. the employees don't pay anything so then the first thing we have to explain to them is something called uh, durban exempt interchange which is a very very complex words to say that MasterCard every time a, uh, or Visa or Amex is swiped at a point of sale, which is a restaurant, a, uh, a, a grocery store, um, charges fees, not to the person who's swiping the card, but to the recipient, which is the retailer, the, the restaurant. And that is usually around, call it 2%. It oscillates around this. And the thing is, because we have a partnership with MasterCard, we generate that, that, that interchange, a portion of that uh, just comes back to us. Um, and so that's, that's the first, how is this possible? Um, the second thing they say is, okay, um, who else does this? And, 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 and when, when they ask who else does this, usually we show them that the most tech advanced companies are doing it. And that uh, whenever we speak to anybody else, they either have already triggered with us or uh, they are on the verge of doing so. And so they want to see how they compare to their, to their competition. And then the third thing, it says, okay, great. This makes all sense. I think this is a great add-on. I actually, I'm, I'm, I was late, Will, to our call because I was on the phone with another provider um, who said, okay, now how do we do it? And then you just have to walk them through the technicalities. They realize that there is a tiny bit of switch on their side. They need to put a button so employees can self-sign up. Um, and then they need to go into, okay, so how does that fit within their product plan? Once all of this is done... Typically, it's very, it's fairly simple. Uh, but these three questions do take a while, and we do have to repeat it a few times to the entire organization for them to be to be signed off. Flip side of that is, what what are questions that you wish folks asked? You re- probably eventually get around to answering it without them even asking it. But what what do you wish? You know, when you first did, you know showed a demo and you show them Claire and you show them the ease and customers using it and this that and the other. What do you what do you wish that they would ask you? Yeah, I, I I think ultimately where their interest in ours lie is on retention and attraction and, and attracting workers. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of provide a lot of providers de- go deep into the technicalities without necessarily taking a step back and saying, "Wait a second, I." Why in the world would we do this versus changing the design of the of the app? Um, and I think there's a lot of arguments here where number of applicants increases. There's papers by uh, by Harvard Kennedy School that proves that once you have something like this, uh, you can increase retention. Um, and I, I think spending more time there and saying we will figure out the how, but let's talk about the why first. 
Um, and I think a lot of people jump into the what and the how before really spending time on the why. I love that. And I see the same thing uh, from my perspective. The, you know, they, they jump so far into one side of the, just how are we going to do the technology? It's like, well, you know what? Let's, let's figure out a philosophy first. Let's agree as a board, as a C-suite, et cetera. Like, is, is this a good deal? Is this a good idea? Do will our employees and candidates that we want to attract Will this help with both the the, uh, the retention of top talent and also the attraction of top talent? And the answer is, of course, yes, it will. Um, success for Claire, let's just go short term, uh, 18 months. What does that look like for you? Success for us is, is we, I genuinely want to live in a world where it has nothing to do with our business. It has to do with, I think the social impact we have, which is I am, I live in front of a payday lender um, and I see lines on roughly the 25th of the month where five days before paycheck arrives, people just need advances. Um, and, and I just want to live in a world where I wake up in the morning and I don't see a line in front of them. It's not that I, I think actually payday lenders solve a good problem because people do need cash and they just don't have any options. I just think there's a better way in innovation to do it. Um, so that that's that's really what success drives at the end of the day. And so I think more technically what this means is I think payroll providers, time and attendance providers need to realize that um, they hold the keys. Uh, going back to the very beginning of the conversation when we talked about, you know, what's what's difficult about a, a product where ha- others haven't haven't succeeded is that if you go direct to employers, they don't care enough. If you go direct to employees, you don't have the data. You're going to have bad actors. It's going to cost everybody an arm and a leg to do this business. Um, so for me, success is getting this entire industry, seeing that they're the ones who are going to be able to drive the change and that they don't have to do it alone. They have partners who are there to help them. Um, that's it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, where can folks find uh, Claire? Uh, they can visit us. I think if they just type Claire, C-L-A-I-R on Google, they'll find us. If not, they can get on on uh, just on the URL and type getclair.com and they can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, They can find us on Instagram. They can find us, I think, virtually. We're not on TikTok yet and we're not on Snapchat. Not not yet. (laughs) Coming soon. Coming soon to a theater near you. Nico, thank you. Exactly. I know you're busy, brother. I absolutely appreciate you carving out some time and educating us and the audience on Claire. I love capital L. Love what you're doing. And, uh, I can't wait to see those lines go down as well. So thank you for what you're doing and thank you for the time today. No, thank you so much, Will. You have such a, such a great channel here and it was a pleasure spending some, some time with you. Awesome. And thanks to everyone for listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com. 